Hey, Noel Team Man of the Second here. Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. You are watching C19 TV, and we talk movies right here every single week. And uh, joining me, as always, behind the camera, over there in the corner, that is Marmaduke. Marmaduke, how are you? You calling me a dog? It's not <laughs> the first. Ever, it's not the first. Have you time. ever watched like the Marmaduke cartoons or looked at the comics? Of no, no, I, I haven't. Uh, Great Danes kind of scare me a little bit. Well. I can see why. Yeah, they're you know, huge. They, they're gigantic. Some, yeah, there's some scary dogs. Now, my there. wife, she'd love to have a, a um, Great Dane. A Marmaduke. A so when I'm great. dead, which may be any day, <laughs> her, today's her birthday. Actually, the day that we're taping is her birthday. And if I you know, were a good husband, I'd probably get her a, a, a Great Dane. Or maybe some cupcakes. But I'm apparently you know, not a good husband. There's some cupcakes, some really good <laughs> large cupcakes or something. No, I'm, 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 I've got her something really good. And, and give her a shout out. What's, what's your wife's name? Carol. Carol? Yeah. Happy birthday, Carol. So, Welcome. Glad you're joining us. And if you're not, well, happy birthday she, anyway. She won't be. <laughs> I don't think she watches, which, which is why I think I can safely say, I don't know what I'm going to get her. <laughs> well, if you've never seen the show, uh, as I say, God bless you. Um, yeah. We do talk movies. And, and we I, think enjoy... that, I think that pretty much amounts to most people. <laughs> we do enjoy ourselves, uh, even if we're the only ones watching uh, or spending time here. Hey, Tim, uh, Tim Foster, the Tim Cam uh, in the background. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. I don't even think Tim watches. You don't think Tim watches? <laughs> <laughs> he just likes to wear, you know, if that vest that you've got on, that is snazzy, dude. If that were orange, if that were orange, I I'd call you Marty McFly. Yes, I would. I'd call you Marty McFly, and I would look for the DeLorean. That's pretty cool. I like it. I like it. I hope they never remake that one. No, that's that's one. Yeah, we need to talk about movies you should, should never not remake. remake. Yeah. And and the first one I'd have on my list is Psycho, but they did remake it. No, too what late. What were they thinking? Too late. What were they thinking? Yeah, Horrible remake. Breakfast Club, they should never remake that. Yeah. They've talked about it, though. Well, that'll be a take five for a yeah. future uh, episode of Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, we're going to talk about movies you should never remake. And if you have movies you think should never be remade, you can email us. What's that email address? Info at c19.tv. Awesome. Good job, because mm. I would get it wrong. So well, I, I, I came up with it, so hopefully <laughs> I can remember it. That's not a guarantee, though. <laughs> and you can also, if you want to tweet those, you can tweet those at Cinemascene USA. Uh, last week, we talked about some of my favorite films and, and some of yours um, yeah. that, that showed up. And we also, you know, talked, it's still kind of the beginning of this new year. And so it's, it's a good time to kind of look back. The award show, it's award season. Uh, next week, I'll, I'll share some of my thoughts on the Critics' Choice Awards because yeah. I'll be there. Uh, really, as you're watching this show, I'm probably in California um, watching it or at least spending some time there in, uh, in uh, Hollywood, Santa Monica, uh, L.A. area. Enjoying How exciting. The choice. You've got to be thrilled. Man, I am. I, I have no idea what to expect. It's the first time I've ever uh, had a chance to go and so, uh, or the first time I've ever gone. So looking forward to it. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, but this week we thought we would give you kind of a look back at the films of 2017 that made the most money. So these are the box office hits of the year, not necessarily the movies that maybe were the greatest, 
but the ones that made the most money. So you, the audience, determined what these are. And we're going to start, uh, instead of like doing a countdown, we're going to count kind of up. Because I don't know how much time no, you're we messing got. things and up. So here I don't want to mess up. So okay. we'll start at number one. Oh, okay. And um, I got to tell you, um, a few weeks ago I was talking about this movie. I said this will be in the top five. But I had no idea that after just a couple weeks, it would be number one um, at the box office. After two weeks. After two yeah, weeks. Like uh, really blew me away that it, that it made it to number one. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, the number one film of the year after only just a couple of weeks, it was released on the 15th of December. Uh, and by the 31st, it had already made, and, this is, and these numbers I'm giving you are just numbers for the U.S., 572 million and change. That's amazing to me. That's incredible. After a couple weeks. Is that a record? That's, you know, I don't know. I have to go back like and look. Like a speed record it, or if you want to call it that? Maybe, but, I, you know, I know that um, that Force Awakens did did really well. And also Rogue One, both of those released at the same time period, did very well at the box office. But I really had no idea that that, that was going to do so well. I enjoyed it. Um, this was, you know, uh, my, my nostalgia movie of the year. Yeah. So uh, that's number one. What was number two uh, for the box office uh, last year? As usually, as usual, I'm unprepared for the show. So I was just now looking at the list. But I was surprised. <laughs> For surprise, it is Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I knew it did great bank, but I didn't know it was number two for the year. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. What did you think of it? Because I don't think you were with the show when it came out. I wasn't. Um, that was released back in March of last year, like yeah. my birthday time period. And, you know, I thought it was um, I thought it was well done. The, the way that they do these live action versions of these Disney classics now, I think it's interesting to see what they're doing with them. And uh, I didn't find particularly anything wrong with it other than... Um, the, the CGI they used for the Beast bothered me a bit. Did I, it? I didn't feel that there was a need for that. I would have much rather see what they did with, like, The Shape of Water, uh, or if they had done something a little more r realistic, like uh, in uh, War for Planet of the Apes. I mean, you feel like you're watching the apes. And the Beast, it just it did feel like it was some kind of CGI. Yeah, yeah. And that, that just bothered me slightly. That's the one, one drawback I had with it. I thought, all in all, it was perfectly fine, but totally unnecessary. Yeah. I, I love the original animated version from, what, 95? Uh, I don't 92? know. But was, I don't know. It was a, but it's perfect. Yeah. And, again, maybe that's one of those that should have been remade. Well. And they didn't do a bad job no, with it. There just wasn't anything new about it. No, and 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 I thought it was a lesser film than the original. Yeah, and but, you know, when, when you look at remakes and why remakes happen, yeah. um, Part of it is, is there something from a technology standpoint that you can do differently? True. And I think that's what Disney is discovering by, by turning these animated classics into live action films, you can do something different. And so I, I think that's when it works. How much money did this one make? Uh, well, you know, if I put these up, give me a, sec <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, $504 million. Yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, it did pretty, pretty well. Uh, if, if Star Wars had been released like a week later, uh, Beauty and the Beast would have been the number one film hmm. for the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the top three films of the box office for the year all had something in common, really strong female leads. You had The Last Jedi, uh, strong female lead, Beauty and the Beast, of course. You're right. You're right. And then Wonder Woman uh, right. was the number three film for the year, $412 million, uh, really solid hit. Uh, it was the number one film of the summer. Uh, from a money-making standpoint, and number three for the year, all three of these strong female leads. And what a perfect way for, for that to wrap up 2017 uh, with all that has happened, right. uh, all that happened in 2017. Yeah, you're right.
And, uh, and I, I think with uh, the Golden Globes, we are seeing this strong woman um, uh, movement continuing. And, and I'm really happy to see that. And Mulan will be a part of that. And Mulan will be a part of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good yeah. job. Uh, Wonder Woman, number three film for the year that was released back uh, in June. And it, uh, it actually had like five months that it was still running in theaters. So uh, it really? had a pretty good run. It ran from June until like November 9th. Uh, so it, it uh, the last theater closed November 9th, so that was a long That's run impressive. at the box office. Number four uh, for the box office for the year was a movie I enjoyed this summer. Uh, it had a lot of comedy in it. It was a sequel. Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. <laughs> Good job. Volume 2, uh, this movie was um, number four at the box office, $389 million. We had four films that almost cracked $400 million domestically, which is pretty incredible. Is that a record? Um I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to quit I, asking you these I things. We'll find out. <laughs> During the break, we might look and find out. Probably um, not. If we can, we'll, we'll get the Tim Cam. Tim, you're going to do the research for us during the break? <laughs> I didn't think so. I could have told you that. <laughs> I didn't think so, but I thought I'd give you the opportunity, man. I thought I'd give you the opportunity, but. <laughs> I think he's doing more than he wants to do on the show already. So that was number four at the box office, uh, $389 million. A uh, big opening weekend for that, $146 million for the opening weekend for that. Uh, number five at the box office, uh, wrapping up our top five, uh, another superhero film, um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, this is a movie uh, that, that uh, was a Sony release, $334 million at the box office. Um, it was one that I enjoyed, and I think you enjoyed it as well. I did. But my son liked it a lot more than I did. Um, his, his grade was higher than mine, and, and as I thought about it, I'm like, you know, it makes sense. Um, the audience for that particular movie was much more a youthful-oriented audience, right. and so it made sense that he connected with that a lot more than I did. He's a, you know, he's a high school student. Peter Parker was a high school student. For me, you know, seeing the third person play uh, Spider-Man within the last decade plus a couple years has just gotten old to me. Yeah, but you know, um, I'm not sure he's not the best one. Oh, I agree. I, I, I agree. thought Toby Maguire. I love Toby Maguire. Garfield. He's a good actor. Not my idea of Spider-Man. Yeah, but, but this did, kid, whoever he is, what's yeah, his Tom name? Holland. Yeah, I thought he was really just yeah. perfectly cast. Well, I think so too. And uh, having you know having Spider-Man: Homecoming really, in many ways, felt like another Avengers film because you had yeah. Iron Man showing yeah. up. So it was kind of this Marvel Cinematic Universe we've talked about. Is they found ways to kind of weave these films um, so closely together that you you feel like you know. It doesn't have to have the name of that character in it. They yeah. could just, we could just call it Marvel Team Up, and that's what it was. But it really did work. Uh, you know, Michael Keaton was uh, was a lot of fun in this as well. Uh, so yeah, solid film. That's that's your top five so far at the uh, domestic box office for uh, the year of 2017. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back and uh, see how many other films we get to. Uh, and these are the movies that you went to see that you paid the money to see. And uh, I'm Noel T. Manning II, and that over there, well, who is that? That's Clifford, the big red dog with the big red shirt. Behind the Wait scenes, Tim Foster, the Tim Cam. Uh, that's Greg Tillman over there. It is a big shirt. This is Meet Me at the Movies. We'll be right back after this. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, that over there, that's uh, Snoopy. Snoopy, the Red Baron's favorite dog. I'm not that cocky. 
you know, you know Snoopy's kind of cocky. You're right. Confident. Okay, okay. If you were a cartoon dog, who would you be? Underdog. Yeah. When, he, when he's the mild mannered. Yeah. One. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Not, I'll give you that. Not the superhero. Version I'll give you of that. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. The, I don't remember his name when yeah. he's not. But but yeah, I don't either. Underdog. Yeah. And and if you do remember, email us at. <laughs> Info at c19.tv. That's right. Or you can tweet us if you know the answer to who was Underdog's alter ego. Tim, Tim, do you know? Do you happen to know? No, he has no idea. Has Tim, no. Do, Tim you're going to do the research. Tim, do the research. Tim, do you care? <laughs> do you care, Tim? <laughs> no, no. Oh, he's going to do the research. Yeah, no, he's not. He's, he changed his mind. He's not going to do the research. All right, uh, if you missed the first half of the show, we We're a well-oiled machine, aren't we? We are, we are so well-oiled, but we use, like, baby oil and, I think, some kind of uh, 10W-40. 10W-40, that's yeah. a tax thing, isn't it? WD-40? WD-40, yes, yes. Well, if you missed the first part of the show... We recapped the uh, top five box office films of 2017, and we're going to keep going so you'll uh, see which movies you did and didn't see, and, and you'll know which ones that you helped make it to box office glory for 2017. Uh, number six, this movie was on my list as one of my favorites of the year. Uh, it was a great remake. Uh, it was a great adaptation, uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing what they do with the, the second installment of this. Stephen King's movie, uh, It!, yeah. Um, was really wonderful. It, it, it paid homage to the 80s. Uh, it captured the 80s in so many different ways with the music, uh, but also the, the kids, the styles, um, the acting was wonderful. It was one of those that I really raved about after I saw it, and, and you were a fan of it as well. I was. It was like Stand By Me with yeah. a scary killer clown. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But the, and I don't know her name, the girl, the red-headed girl. That, yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah, she Catherine was Manning's amazing. She's well, she is too. Oh, oh no, no, That's she true. wasn't Catherine, the actress. Catherine is incredible, but the actress that, that did that yes. part was was pretty yeah. impressive too. A great ensemble cast, and that's one of the things. Yeah. As I look back at 2017, I look at some of the the great films with great actors, and there were a lot of films that had just a host of strong acting. Three Billboards was one of those. Um, the um, all the all the money in the world. Yeah, some great acting in Wonder. that as well. Wonder. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of films that had several strong. Um, strong acting, so the acting ensemble. And, well, and even in uh, 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 downsizing, downsizing, uh, the the well, minor Hung character that you Hung Chow was yeah. excellent. Yeah, she yeah. was amazing. Um, she and I will say this: I'm giving you an insider secret. She got my vote for best supporting actress for that movie uh, for the Critics' Choice. So, um, if you're watching this and she didn't win, well, she should have. She should have. But yeah, th this was a, a good year for acting. I yeah. was really happy about that. But it. Uh, solid film. It was number six in the box office for the year. Uh, the money it brought in domestically, $327.5 million, and that was a September opening. When's the sequel coming? I don't have know. I don't have the answers to that. Surely um, it was planned. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, already planned. The script's probably already somewhere, right? Yeah, so. it, it's, uh, that was already, a, you know, already something that they were working on, and they knew they no wanted to No news on it. casting or anything. No, but there's, there have been a lot of people that have expressed interest. Uh, Jessica Chastain. I can see that, interest, yeah, uh, sure. And the, uh, the, the, the adult redhead. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun because I think because the, this one was so successful, I think you're going to see a lot of actors wanting to say, hey, I want to be a part of that. Amy Adams. Amy we'll Adams do would do great. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of uh, good talent out there that could, that could hold this movie uh, strong. I mean, the, the actor from Get Out 
I could see him doing oh, yeah. the adult version. Yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah, maybe we'll do a take five on who should be cast for the next it. That would be fun. Let's do that uh, yeah. next couple of weeks. We'll do that before they cast them. All right, what, uh, what's number seven in the box office from this past year? I'll be you with put your glasses on. Yeah. Oh, this is a movie that. Maybe was, I just need to just leave them on. Yeah. Well, this is one of my favorite comedies of the year. Thor Ragnarok. There you go. Yep. And if you want to do the, the, the way I like to say it. Do it. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> the music. I love that. Wow. Man. Love that music. That is a that is a rock band. That is a rock band. Big money for this movie. Yeah. More than I expected. Uh, I, I knew it was. I knew it did well. I didn't know it was number seven for the year. Gee, what? Three hundred and twelve million. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good for the third installment of, of a franchise of a minor, really, yeah. minor Marvel character. Yeah, and, and this movie, um, once again, talk about the Marvel team-up. I mean, it was Thor and Hulk and then Loki back again, but uh, it was a comedy. And, and uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, got nominated for Best Comic Actor for this movie uh, for the Critics' Choice Award. Did you vote for him? Uh, I did vote for him. Did you? Yeah, actually, I remember in the nominations, I nominated him because he was hilarious. He has a really really solid flair for comedy. One of the few times I laughed maybe in the Ghostbusters remake was at him. Well, and also in the the reboot for Vacation, which was a horrible movie, but he was pretty funny. I I didn't go there. You didn't go. I didn't know. I stayed away. That's a good thing. But, but Hemsworth, and also he's starring in a, a new film opening up in the next few weeks, uh, a war film. And so he's, he's a really versatile, versatile actor as well. So Thor Ragnarok, uh, $312 million, number seven at the box office for the year. Uh, number eight, uh, this is our first, uh, really our first animated film to show up on our list. Wow, I, that, that kind of surprises me as well because animation uh, normally holds strong. Uh, Despicable Me 3. Uh, another uh, another franchise film. This came in at number eight uh, from Universal Pictures. Three hundred. I'm sorry, two hundred sixty-four million dollars uh, for this film. I wasn't as big a fan of uh, of this particular installment uh, of this film. It's really the fourth film in the franchise if you count Minions, right? Uh, which was the kind of a prequel. Uh, Despicable Me, Despicable Me, the first one I absolutely loved. I thought it was yeah. was well written. The story idea. I loved, uh, I loved the characters. That's a good double feature with that would be uh, uh, Megamind. What was that? Megamind would be a good double oh, feature with that. Oh, it would. Yeah. I love that. Great, great idea. Great, great. Yeah, okay. You are brilliant, man. Uh, Tim, do you think he's brilliant or just okay? Yeah, you're in. Okay, okay. Yeah, he had to really think about man, it, Man, you he? are a stable genius if I've ever met one in my life. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm glad there's one out there. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine at the box office. This is a, uh, a reboot uh, of a film starring uh, Dwayne, no longer The Rock Johnson, but he's still Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Let's get your thoughts on this. Didn't see it. Solid reviews, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I, uh, uh, I didn't see the original. Oh, I don't know. Really? Why, no, I don't know why. What's the, what's the name of the movie? Uh, Jumanji. Jumanji. Welcome yeah. to the Jungle. Yeah. And that is a rock song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this movie uh, did incredibly well. It's still holding uh, very strong uh, worldwide. Over five hundred million dollars. Uh, this movie is brought in, and uh, I think a, a, a big surprise. They knew it would do well, but I don't think they expected this kind of turnout. Uh, great cast in this. Jack Black shows up. Kevin Hart in this movie as well. And so, a solid film with a solid cast. And and, and it's one of those that, um, if you look at kind of audiences, audience responses, especially from families. 
It's a family-friendly, fun film. But, you know, like, kind of like Star Wars in the sense that it raked it up pretty fast. This oh, didn't yeah. come out till right before Christmas, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, this was released uh, the week after Star Wars. It was released the 20th of December. So, uh, you know, in just a week's time, yeah. uh, it made it up to number nine at the box office. So, so pretty good there. So, uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. If you have not seen it, it is still in theaters. Uh, and actually, I believe... This is the only one, uh, besides Star Wars, of course, that's still in theaters uh, in our top nine of the box office, our top ten of the box office so far. To me, that's what's interesting is that movies that are released in December, to have that kind of um, audience impact to make it to the top of the box office, that really um, says something about what audiences have found out about Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, it's no longer... Uh, about just the summer being that block uh, blockbuster box office time. I mean, you can you can make the money any time of year. Christmas movies roll out around Halloween now. Don't they do. They? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bad Mom's Christmas I think came out in in October, which I don't want to see a Christmas movie in October. No. Wait until December. Uh, number ten at the box office. Uh, this was a movie that was not on my uh, best of list. Uh, Justice League, another superhero film. Uh, DC's uh, DC's. Uh, a take on the Avengers, yeah, I'm saying it. I said it. Go ahead and go ahead and you know clock me on it. But Justice League, they had high hopes for this. While it was number ten at the box office, uh, it died pretty fast after that opening uh, opening couple weekends. 227 million dollars. Uh, this was released back in uh, November. Um, they scrapped a Justice League two film or put it on hold. Uh, they're going to continue to do Wonder Woman 2. They're going to do some standalone films of some of these characters. But the Justice League sequel, I kind of put on hold. So we'll, we'll see if, if that All ever right. happens. So it made, what, $244, no, $227 million? Yep. How much does it cost to make that thing? I, you know, I don't have those budget numbers. Yeah. But it, it, and this is, and of course, this is domestic. Probably pushing 200 it. Yeah, I would Wouldn't think you so. Think? Yeah. I would think so. Now, so worldwide, it, it did much better. Yeah. I don't have the worldwide numbers yeah. with me. But I mean, it made money. It they made just can't get back. their get a handle on on uh, on the DC comics, can they? They can't. Uh, I mean, Wonder is it Zack Snyder? Is, is, I'm not going to say that. It's, it's yeah. I I'm will. not going to say. I will. It's, it's um, always <laughs> Wonder Woman worked. You know, Wonder Woman is the. He didn't have um, his fingerprints on that though, did he? No. no yeah. He didn't. I, well, he didn't. Wonder Woman was the highest, you know, highest grossing DC film of the year. Uh, you know, number three, as we mentioned earlier, and also the highest grossing. Film ever directed by uh, a woman, which is pretty pretty fascinating as well. So uh, so very happy to see that. But uh, but Justice League, uh, number ten at the box office. Now number eleven, I want to mention number eleven. I want you to mention number eleven. This was on my best of list. Of oh the year. Logan, yeah. Hugh Jackman had a really good year this year. <sighs> what a great year. Between Logan him. and the late the, the Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Yeah. yeah he, he's such a versatile. Two totally different parts. Yeah. <laughs> But a versatile talent, he's he's a, a, just a strong actor, and he can do so many different things, and what a great year for him. Um, I love this guy, and um, Logan was a wonderful wrap to a franchise, and the acting was solid on that. The story worked. Uh, Logan, I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to mention that. And that was as much a Western as it was, it was. a sci-fi fantasy was. type yeah. of film, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was, and, and I will say that um, I was torn between the best supporting actor and when I voted on that um, this past week, um, I had a choice. I was torn between Sam Rockwell for um, Three Billboards and Sir Patrick Stewart uh, wow. for mm -hmm. Logan. And yeah. I ended up going with Rockwell. I, I really had to just sit down and think about, you know, who had that greatest character arc within that particular film. Yeah. And Rockwell was amazing. 
Um, if I look at Patrick Stewart, you know, Professor X over the course of the, the films, the arc was pretty amazing. And he did great in that. Yeah. But, uh, but that was a tough one. I mean, that was almost a coin flip for me. But yeah. Logan, yeah. Uh, number 11 for the year, $226 million. You know, Hugh Jackman, one last thought on him. He's like an old-style movie star, I think. I agree with sing, you. He can sing, he can dance, he can do drama, he can do comedy. Yeah. He can do anything. Yeah. Just he, like the just like the stars of the forties, man. I agree. And and that's that's what I what I really just love about what he brings to filmmaking is he is that old school golden age filmmaker. And it's really great to be able to see that um, in, in this day and age. So Hugh Hugh Jackman, kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. Well, that does wrap it up for this edition of Meet Me at the Movies. You can uh, tweet us at CinemaScenesUSA. Uh, you can also email us, uh, info at c19.tv. TV. That's right. Um, and the website, what's the website if people want to check out other listings of shows? C19.tv. <laughs> Had hard. to think about it, but yeah, that's it. That was a hard one, man. Yeah, well, I do want to leave Monday. you with a quote of the week, as we always do. This comes from Francis Ford Coppola or Francis Ford Coppola. The quote is, art depends on luck and talent. Till next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II. Behind the camera, we've got uh, Tim Foster of the Tim Cam. I <laughs> fooled you there, man. And then over there in the red, that's right, not Clifford, that is Greg Tillman. We appreciate you hanging out, watching Meet Me at the Movies and spending time with us each week. Uh, until next time, that's a wrap. Happy